0: Amazing Sunday! That was so cool. What's well, great to be here uh, in the at the five o'clock service, the friendliest service in Zurich, right? Amen, hey, amen, amen, amen. So good to be here. Hey, I'm going to talk about this is us. This is the topic of the, this message today. And so, if you want to take notes, this is us. Um, have you ever wondered? How a Christian should look like. Have you? Yeah. Um, Have you ever wondered how a pastor should look like? Yeah. Do I fit the criteria? Anyway, I was at the party. um, Celebration of... With some friends and then somebody introduced me to his friend who would not go to church and then uh, we would start talking and at one point he asked me like so what do you do you know and i'm like well i'm a pastor and he says he says you don't look like a pastor you know you don't look like i don't know i was maybe wearing a hoodie a bad basketball i don't know what but so i was wondering like what does a pastor look like you know um i i have i have found on the internet i found like a really nice uh, little slide with some pictures what uh, different perspectives of a, what a pastor should look like all right this is for you so you know like what i think i'm doing what my mom thinks i'm doing and what my friends think i'm doing and what i'm actually doing you know and you know i have this thumb here maybe you can zoom in it's beautiful colorful do you see that that's because of a pastor's work we have like my location there at ICF Zurich and uh, I was like putting down the floorboards and this was with the hammer you know that was the work of a pastor you know it's powerful dangerous so that's how a pastor looks like anyway <laughs> I was like you know um I was like um reading the Bible and then in John you you can read how Jesus he was uh, talking to his disciples and said you know what I'm going to tell you what a Christian should look like before I leave before I go to heaven I'm going to make sure and it says I'm going to give you a new command and let's read that together in John 13 chapter 34 to 35 a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another by this everybody will know that you are my disciples if you love one another one little like paragraph but so many times love one another right let's read it again as i have loved you so you must love one another love one another by this everybody will know that you are my disciples if you love one another he really wanted to make sure that we know love one another so what is this all about it's about that's right you're awesome you're great love one another you know did did he talk about like loving everyone at this passage he talked about love one another so love the people in your row I don't know maybe this is easy for you right now maybe not I don't know don't give that weird glance now left and right (laughs) you know you know what should people look like and he said you know what If, if you love one another This, this, that's how you should look like. And this will be so evident. It will be like people will watch from outside and it will stand out because it's just not normal. So just make sure that you love one another when I go, you know, when I leave. Make sure you keep loving one another. That's what he wanted to tell us. You know, so how um, should a Christian be described? It's definitely not by the car he's driving. You know, I was like growing up, the Toyota Previa. You know, remember that's the Christian car. If you have the fish on the back, then you're like then you're set for life. It's not a you know, it's not what kind of car you're driving. It's not if you're always just having a smile, because we read in the Bible, sometimes there's time to cry, sometimes time to to laugh. But it's not that what kind of music you are listening to, or what kind of t-shirts you're wearing, or the what you do on Sunday, all those things. That we might might think that this describes a Christian, actually they don't describe a Christian. You know, you might drive a much nicer car than a Toyota Previa and he still loves you. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) You know, many people they describe the Christians maybe as the people with the very clear political views. They're the people who judge quickly. The Christians, oh, they're the people who always think they know it better. The Christians, they're the people who make me feel I'm not good enough. The Christians, they're the ones who fight among each other. I was just, you know, watching. um, Now I have a blank. Luther and Zwingli. Amen. Zwingli. I was just watching Zwingli and it's just astonishing to to watch this um, church history. That's our church history. And it's still evident. And we still didn't get rid of everything of that. You know? So people see that and say, this is a Christian, which uh, it couldn't be further away from the truth. So I w- I'm, w- I'm wondering, like, so, if you would go out, Dybedorf, Stepach, go to the morning guy, and he would ask him, so, How would you describe some of those Christians that go to that church in a Samsung hall, you know? I pray, he says, oh, they're the most generous ones. They're the most friendly ones. They give me tips and pay more and say thank you and ask me how I'm doing. They're the ones who give me, show me grace. They're the ones who invite me. They're the ones who um, treat me with respect. They're the ones who are interested in me. They're the ones who invite me. They're the ones who like... compliments they're generous they're hospitable I hope I pray that I'm described as that but I have still room to grow I tell you but I pray that we are described as that in our neighborhood when people talk like what would people say if you you would ask your neighbor so how this you know this Christian guy down at the apartment you know when he come in left like how is he what would they say I'm wondering you know, I pray that it's time again that we are known for, for our love because I think it's our domain. We're the, we should be the market leader of love. This is our thing, this is our topic. Look at that, the whole world tries to take it, but actually love is our topic. We're the, mar- we're the domain, we are the market leaders of love. You know, love is not just like lobby dubby, you know, like do what you want. Like some some people would say now, like, oh right, Dan, it's nice love, but like, love is not just washed down belief so that you can love everybody. Actually, love is not just having a compromised belief and lifestyle so that you can actually be more loving. Sometimes it takes actually the most faith, most love, most being filled of the Holy Spirit to love somebody truly and still have your viewpoint on some topics so don't get me wrong love doesn't mean like just do whatever you want you know like I was once at the, and, at the entry and we do have that rule of like not bringing in open liquid right and, uh, with, I, and, and now you could just argue like love means like just let anybody in if they have a coffee open coffee just come on in I love you but you know real love you really need a lot of love when you need to stick up and say no there's no coffee allowed in here But you know what? I still want to show you love. That's when you actually need a lot of faith, a lot of filled with the Holy Spirit, a lot of friendliness to still have your viewpoint and still the person feels loved. So that's the love I'm talking about. So just get me right. So Jesus asks you today and he asks me today and he says, hey Dan, do you want to be associated with somebody that belongs to me? Have you ever asked that that question? He's asking you that question. Do you want to be associated with somebody who belongs to me? Then love. Love one another. Start with the people in your row. Love one another. Start with the people in your team. Love one another. Love the people who will worship differently to you. <laughs> love the people who smell differently to you who dress differently to you you know I believe this will change the face of our church and it already has you know I believe where there is love among each other there's different kinds of backgrounds there sits like a homeless or maybe like no job um, person who's looking for a job next to a private banker There's somebody who has no car, sits to to somebody who has a Ferrari. There's somebody with white collar sitting next to somebody with a darker collar. I believe where there is love among each other, it changes the face of it, of the whole church. I loved being a Christmas uh, celebration from our church this year, or like a couple of months ago, so last year. Because... It was one of my highlights of the year. We had a banquet, and we invited a bunch of different people who didn't have a place to celebrate, right? And next to me, I would like with my family, a table host and I would be a private banker, like an expat living in Switzerland, no family, well off, next to a refugee and then opposite me, would be a divorcee like a divorced parent who the kids would be with the mother at Christmas he would be alone and next to that person was a single mom, uh, uh, single mom uh, with the kids and next to that person was a young adult who was had nobody right at that, at that moment and then there was me and there was another people and it was so diverse and I'm like this is church you know this is love this is like the power and I loved it it was we were talking my family and my wife and I we were thought like this was the best Christmas in church we had it was powerful different backgrounds different stories you know I, I truly believe this changes and actually it will it will it will change a lot it will not be comfortable because you might you might worship one day you know like and and and, and like have your your wallet in your pocket and you want to worship with both hands but you you can't really raise both hands because you like the person sitting next to you you but you're not sure if he's going to steal your purse you know because he's just freshly at church they're like this is changes you don't leave everything around they're like you, you you realize you know what we are very different but we, we still have love for another yeah. i pray that we grow like that because it will be so attractive we will have new problems We will have like new problems with seatings and sometimes we pray for revival, but actually we don't like the outcome of revival, (laughs) right? Because it gets more complicated. It's a lot harder because different people with different backgrounds and different stories and they don't know how to act in church and they're coming all and they want to have a seat and they don't know how to be like be quiet during the message or they don't know where to park or they take away your seat. Like it changes things. It's uncomplicated, it's complicated anyway I want to look at three things about this love okay are you with me are you good love so three things all right so one point is this love that I'm talking about this love is very defined like this piece that I have in my hand here it's not just one dimensional it's very defined love needs to be defined because you might argue like what do you mean what kind of love good question so what kind of love do i am i'm talking about i'm talking about a love like jesus loved you not like a love like oh you know if you love me let me do whatever i want i'm not talking about this kind of love the love that is maybe spread around and perceived as love but when we talk about the love that jesus was talking about he says Love as I have loved you. So, how did Jesus actually love us? Let's think back. All right. Jesus loved me before I was interested in, in, in him, before I cared about him, before I even prayed my first prayer, he already said, I love you. So, that's this kind of love I'm talking about. Before somebody would do me any favor, anything good, any credit. I, st- I already love him. That's crazy love, all right? This is like, I, I have sometimes difficulty loving the people that are just nice to me. What about the people that have not done anything nice to me? And, you know, not even have done, just ignored Jesus. Jesus loved the people who went against him. People, Jesus loved people who he gave one chance and he gave him a second chance. So that's the kind of love I'm talking about giving it a second chance, talking about the love that like is seen in words and deeds. I used to, um, we had this conversation, my wife and I, and she says like, you know, I said, I love you. And she says, I don't see your love. (laughs) And I'm like, but you know, I told you, I love you. I'm like, no, you can tell me as many times as you want if you don't give me your time, if you don't listen to me, if you don't help me, I don't see your love. So this love is always seen in something, it's practical. It's, it's not just like lobby dubby, I love you. But if it's not seen, it's, it's no love. So what else is this love? It finds, finds a way for everybody to return. If somebody went away, totally disappointed you. Let's remember back at the story of the prodigal son. Totally disappointed somebody totally misused the trust and the generosity of the father how was the how was that love he's like you know when he's coming back I I don't hold a grudge against him I love him that's the love I'm talking about that's when he says love people I I have as I have loved you that's it's pretty crazy it's pretty high because There's no, there's you have no right anymore to just hold on to crutch and like uh, to to, to anger and disappointment and bitterness. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to. When he says, love as I have loved you. This challenges me. I hope it challenges you. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, we read, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven. How crazy is that? This love has no boundaries. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The most, you know, the times I have grown the most in my walk with Jesus was actually when I had to be around difficult people because they challenged my character. They challenge my love. They challenged, they challenged me to grow because either I'm going to act in a way I don't want or I grow. <laughs> right? Yep. So actually, start thanking God for the difficult people in your team, for your difficult pastor. Well, you don't have a difficult pastor, we, uh, not at all. That's no, no, I mean, it's like the best, you have never problems with your pastors. Um, but that's actually when we grow. So this love is defined. But what else? This love? defined but this love is also developed it grows like this piece here it grows you know when Jesus was he was talking to his disciples and he said you know what this new command I give you love one another and then Peter was like you know what I've heard that. This is the easy stuff, right? Like, let's skip to the next part. Like, um, where do you actually go? Because I want to know where you go. And you're like, nah, let's, let's stay with that. Like, hey, I've just told you, love one another. We so often think, yeah, we got that. We got that. That love part, that's easy, man. That's like, give me the deep stuff. Give me the hard stuff. That lovey-dovey, this is easy. But I tell you, this, this is never outgrown. You never finish, develop the love. You never finish. The longer I travel with Jesus, actually I realize the harder I realize I'm more aware. I've probably grown in that love, but I'm more aware of the lack of my love for people. And that's not I'm not hard with myself. I'm not I'm not judging myself, but I'm realizing I have way I have room to develop my love. I have room to grow in my love. Like I have already, I have trouble sometimes with people in church. Not with you guys, obviously. Nah. But I have room to grow. I have room to grow to love people that are different to me. Who worship differently to me. Who act and lead differently to me. Who smell differently to me. Who act differently to me. I have room to grow. And I hope... The older I get, the more gracious, the more generous, the more loving and understanding I get. But you know, unfortunately, I sometimes observed the longer the people are with Jesus, the more judgmental they get. The more they think they know it all and they know how it should, people should live and they make sure that you know that they know that you should know, right? That's sad. That's not how it should be. I pray the old I get, the more my love grows. You know, in Philippians, Paul says, and this is my prayer, and he was talking to the Christians, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depths of insights. One thing you don't want is that God changes your eternity, but you don't change your mentality. You know? You don't want to... You, you, it changes your eternity but you don't change your selfish thoughts, your judgmental thinking, your um, condemning talks, your judging, your racist, your mistrust. Because that means, hey, I develop, I grow. I let him change my mentality. I let him change the way I think. I let him change the way I talk. And I realized I need to stay, committed to that process of, 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 of growing. Just because I don't understand it, doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because it's different to how I have done it in the last years, it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, sometimes I actually observe myself thinking about um, one of our youth pastors preaching sitting down and having an ipad in his hands and drawing on the ipads while preaching and I'm a th- i thought like this is not good you know this is not the way I, sh- I mean the paper that's the real deal i mean you should even have like a big bible but i don't have even space for that like the real would be a big black bible and the paper script you know but i had to realize you know what that's great that's awesome If he can reach people like that better than what I, how I could do, that's awesome. I want to learn. I want to stay fresh. I want to stay young in my spirit. I want to grow. I don't want to have a judgmental spirit. I don't want to let that develop in my life. I want to develop the love. Amen? Amen. And one thing to encourage you, you know, Pictures. Pictures, they need to be developed in the dark room. And the longer you keep them in, not nowadays you have the digital pictures, they're easy, but like old school. I'm talking old school pictures, right? Like I have heard, I've never done it myself, but the longer you have it in the dark room, in the hidden space where it's dark, the more it it develops its light and brightness. And you know, maybe for you, you think like I have real difficulty with that topic. I just encourage you to, stay to commit to the process to the development say God I want to stay near you keep developing me and maybe it doesn't look like anything is changing but as long as you say I want to stay with God I want to stay close to him he will develop you and he will bring the love and brightness out of you you know not out of you into you that comes out of you amen now I got it right so just to encourage you it's a process and we're all in the same process. And I want to finish with the last point. So this love is defined, it's not just, not just anything. It's grows, develops year by year, day by day. And this love that I'm talking about, that Jesus is talking about is actually possible. It's possible. You know why I know it's possible? Glad you ask. <laughs> he has shown it and he has given it to us. He has demonstrated it to us. Where we celebrate the grace of God that came through the love of God, it will be very difficult to be condemning and judgmental. Yeah. When you celebrate your grace that you received from Jesus, undeserved favor when you realize that and you celebrate it day by day oh gosh it's very difficult to start looking at somebody else and condemning them or be judgmental and unloving it's very difficult because you realize I needed so much grace and you give grace I remember I was thinking back to my youth I grew up in in a home where my parents they believed from a very young age and and they showed me and demonstrated me that faith. And I, I actually never ran away like from God. And sometimes I thought, oh, this is a bad thing because I don't have a story, you know, like coming back to God, you know, after you ran away. I don't have a story. I have a story, but not this kind of story. And I was thinking, why? You know, my dad, he he's not perfect. Before, he's not perfect. But he knows that he's not perfect. So he knows that God needed to be very graceful with him and still needs to be very graceful with him and then he said you know what because I know that I I need to be graceful with others and he he was so grateful with us as kids he didn't tell us oh you got to do all this and all that and that, and do exactly that and be always that there and always look like that and always sing like that he was also graceful with us, loving and understanding with us because he knew God needed to be that with him and people needed to be that with him because he knew his faults. When you know your faults, your imperfections, realizing God loves you nevertheless and he still uses you, that fills you with gratefulness, with joy, thankfulness. And suddenly you look at people and you actually don't see the imperfection, but you actually just see, you know what he's what doing with me? He's doing it with you. And he, you you're like, you realizing God is in the process. He's, in the, he's doing his work in us. And I see it, he's doing it in me and I trust that he will do it in your heart. And he starts loving people and you start loving people. And that is so attractive. That is so welcoming. And it's actually... The love that God is talking about, Jesus talking about when he went, talked to the disciples, love one another as I have loved you. And you know, in the second the, the last part, why you know it's possible and how it's possible. We read that in in Romans chapter 5, one of my most favorite verses. And so we read it in, in verse 5, it says, And hope does not put you to shame, because God's love has been poured out into your hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anybody die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So how is that love that I was talking about possible is when we keep opening up our hearts to, to the Holy Spirit. And I know you might have heard me already talking about that, but it, there's nothing else. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like this is, the, this is the key. Like this love that I'm talking about, that I'm reading in the Bible about, this is not my love. And I, I would say I'm a rather loving person in general, but it's still only that and I need more love so I said this year God I need more love I want to grow in love I've been with you now many many years but I'm still not outgrown in love I'm still not finished I still haven't all figured it out I can become more gracious I can become more generous I can become more welcoming more understanding but I can't do it by myself I need you Holy Spirit and he says you know this the love of God that was so strong that Jesus died for us while we were still, still sinners that amazing love has been poured out into your hearts in the presence of the in, in the form of the Holy Spirit it's like we would burn out trying if we try to do it by ourselves. So the best way to respond to that message today is to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. I need more love. I want to get better in loving others, starting with other Christians because that's sometimes the difficult part. I want to get better in loving people that I even believe a little bit different to me. That doesn't and don't be afraid. That doesn't mean that you're like leaving your convictions. That doesn't mean you're leaving your convictions. Look at Jesus. So many times he would meet the sinner, meet people that like they didn't have it all figured out. He didn't say it's all all right. Just keep going as you have been going now. He says, uh, "You know, don't stop that." But he showed love. Let's do that. Amen amen I want to pray why don't we all stand to our feet and if you if you feel like you want to grow in that love that I was talking about that Jesus talking about why don't you raise your hand as a sign of your like your need you know like your expectancy and we just pray that he would fill our hearts and help us in our in where we need it Holy Spirit Come right now with your love Jesus come with your love feel this place we need you so much I need you so much help me to be. have more love for my neighbor have more love for people I don't even know yet I pray that our lives may just like exude love friendliness generosity I that I grow the older I get the more gracious I get the more loving I get in deeds and words and actions help me in that process I commit to just keep developing that in my heart I commit to the process God I want to be known as somebody who is associated with you I want to be known as when people say, Lord, this love is not from this earth. I want to be this kind of God. We want to be this kind of people. We need you so much. As as we're just standing here, I want to close with one question. Maybe you're here and you actually realize now for the first time the love of God and you never said yes to Him personally you know he is so loving he will keep pursuing even if you run away from him but I, why keep running when he can turn around so I want to ask you if you have been running away from God and as we are just closing our eyes and in prayer I want to ask you If you say, I want to turn around. I want to stop running away from that love. I need Him. I I, I welcome His grace. I welcome His forgiveness. So if that's you, why don't you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. It's a time where you can turn around. Because that love that I've been talking about, He has for you amazing, I see that amazing, I see that alright with everybody people who have raised their hands let us pray together And everybody else, let's join in and just say Jesus I turn around today I want to follow you I don't want to run away from your love I want to let it change my life Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have forgiven me. I want to be now a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a big applause. Let's worship God. I will trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder When you're facing an area where you're super afraid, don't give up.